Welcome to the very first episode of Four Corners TV. In this episode, we'll be looking at how to save the planet with the push of a button, how we can all help to decipher historic books, and how Star Wars might be heading downhill. I'm joined today by James Myers. Hello. William Pash. Hi there. And Robert Kingscott. Hey. Okay, before we get started, um, have you heard about the Beijing Pet Olympics? The largest pet shop in Hong Kong has been running their own Pet Olympics, including track and field events for dogs. Doncaster Primary Care Trust created a Yorkshire slang dictionary for foreign doctors so that they can understand their patients. A Spanish shopkeeper finds a Euro coin with Homer Simpson's head replacing the standard portrait of a Spanish king. And breaking news, India is combating the HIV AIDS problem by promoting contraception with mobile ringtones that shout condom condom. Right, okay that's it for the news, let's get started into the gadgets corner. Okay, the iPhone jailbreak. Okay, so just for those of us that don't know, what is a jailbreak? Well, it's an application that you use to um, flash your um, your iPod or your iPhone or iPhone 3G, and then you can actually use any network, so it unlocks it for any network in the UK, and then you can put any applications you want onto your iPhone or your iPod. Um, and this one is the quick jailbreak, so this is... Um, it actually cuts down the time it takes to do it a lot. You don't have to do a full restore on your iPod or your iPhone, so that's the main advantage of this new one. And then, basically, you can put any application on. So all the applications that Apple don't want you to put on your iPhone, like game emulators, so you can play old Game Boy games and everything on your iPhone. And um, obviously that's been around for a little while, but this is the quick one. So that's the newest version of that. Right, we're going to move on, though, onto USB 3. Right, Intel have uh, published their new draft specification of USB 3. Well, you know, but um, these specifications are royalty free as well. So, I hope to try to speed up the hardware manufacturers using USB 3. They've made them open, well, not open source, but they've used them royalty free. Okay, so uh, this is going to be quite a few advances as well in the technology. It's 10 times faster than USB 2, apparently. And it can transfer a 27 gigabyte file in 70 seconds. Can it really do that though? I mean, won't that depend upon the spec of your computer? Well, yeah. You know, how, how fast that will run? Well, you've got a fast computer. Yeah. And you, James. Yeah. But me and Rob know absolutely all of the computers. I doubt yeah. mine's going to be able to transfer in that time. But we'll see. Um, but another thing about this USB 3 is that it's got a new power management system. So any USB devices plugged in to your computer, or more importantly, your laptop, it won't drain power if you're on standby. So okay. you can have webcam on, and even if it's in standby, it won't drain power from your laptop. So the laptop will actually last longer. Um, how compatible is it with uh, the the USB 2.0 port? Well, it's the same. It's the same shape and everything. It will fit in the USB 2 port, but you won't be able to use USB 3 speeds. It'd just, be, it'd just be like a USB 2. 
So in order to get the faster speeds, and you either need to, you know, install a new port, yeah, a three point nought, or port, you have to buy a new laptop. Buy an, yeah. So so actually, this uh, making the specifications royalty free to help spread it quickly yeah. will act. It's not actually gonna spread that quickly anyway with the actual faster speeds. No, especially if people because, have to buy a new laptop. Yeah, I because. Mean, you know, credit crunch, people can't afford them, can no, they? No, no one's going to want to buy a new laptop just for USB flow. Yeah. But, um, they're releasing it in 2009, I think. Okay. Early 2009. So, it'd just be a case of if you want a laptop, as a bonus feature, it's got USB 3 installed. Ah, okay. Um, right, we'll move on to the next one, which is um, the Eco button. It's quite an interesting one. Um, basically, a product you can buy online. And you buy it and then download the software from the company's website. And it's a button that plugs in your USB port. And you press it when you go for a break from your computer. And it shuts down everything on your computer except for your minimum amount of memory to keep everything stored of what you're doing. And apparently this can you know, save the planet because it's saving power. And it's, be it's better than the normal Windows standby or any computer standby. So, yeah. Um... The one ironic thing about it, though, is that the the button actually glows, the green LED. So, um, it's a bit ironic. That is ironic. That's using power to power that LED, which is a bit wasted, really. So it's green. It is green, yeah. But do you want a great big green button on your desk? Well, in fact, how big is it? You know, I don't know. The pictures on the internet, they look like it's a fair size. It's not massive, and, but it, it doesn't look like very secure. It looks like it might just slide around your desk and get in the way. And, or off the edge, it's not very, but yeah, the colour green, yeah. I don't know, I wouldn't like that on my desk, to be honest, I don't Did, know. Yeah, just another thing, why wouldn't you just turn your computer off if you want to save <laughs> it's energy? Good, it's a good point, if you're going away for more than 10 minutes, why don't you just turn it off? I mean, I, I don't mind coming back and having to wait for my computer to boot up. No, it's only a couple and of seconds. And in fact, that's actually saving more power than using this thing, because you're completely showing all the power off. Yeah. Um, the good thing is, though, that is, when you use it, it measures the amount of energy that you're actually saving, and then you can look at your overall energy you've saved, and apparently you can save up to £50 a year, which is more than that. Yeah, well, that's going to take quite a lot of use to save that money, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know how they got that figure. I mean, been along guidelines of having to turn your computer off, well, use the, use the button every hour or so. How much how much does it actually cost in the first place? Oh, it's fifteen pounds online around fifteen. So it's fifteen pounds to to buy, and if they say you could save up to fifty pound a year, you're never going to save up to fifty pound a year. No, so I don't know where they can make your money back. Yeah. But I suppose if you care about the environment, yeah, it's a small investment. Right, well that's it for the gadget corner then. Um, I'll pass you on to James Miles for the games corner then. Yeah. This week in the Games Corner, uh, I'm looking at Cliff Harris, who is an independent games developer. Yeah. He has been uh, complaining that people have been pirating his games instead of like purchasing them. Right. But he doesn't know why people have been doing it. So he went around. He went. He went and asked a couple of pirates. <laughs> about why they've done it. So he's actually um, asked. Yeah, he's, he's, gone he's, out he's actually gone out and asked, like people who pirate his games, fair enough, and asked why they do it. 
and they came out with these reasons. They said they've been saying things like um, it's because it's cheaper because they can't games are free. expensive yeah. these days. And and uh, well, well, they are expensive, aren't they? I mean, yes, they're like forty yeah. pounds, aren't they? Yeah. Well, for, for for a new game on, I mean, you got the Xbox option of having it for free. free. Yeah, then. they have an option for having it free, but it is breaking the law. But another reason linked to that is that they're um, is really difficult to get caught for pirating. They they do they advertise it all the time that pirating is a crime, but very mm. few people ever get caught Listen for it. Them, yeah. And uh, they loads of people have uh, complained that copyrighting shouldn't exist, which is well, they're all uh, the free people. Bits, the anarchists, yeah. they're like. They're the free people who want everything I free. I think copyright is a good thing, really. Yeah. It stops people just blatantly copying each other. And some people were lazy enough to say that going to the shops is annoying. <laughs> yeah. You surely have to go to wherever you're getting pirate copies from. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're lazy enough sense. to order blank tapes that is a lame stuff excuse. off the internet. But yeah. Lame excuse. Worst excuse I've seen. Yeah. But I can understand that they've also used the quality of games as one of their things because you could buy a game for 40 pound and it could be really really bad yeah but you could buy a game for, for like 30 pound and it could be really really good yeah that's true yeah instead but yeah but also the pricing of games is just wrong now like yeah an old game might still be like 20 pound yeah an old, an old game right. could still be 20 pound pre-owned it could be 15 pound yeah but, uh it costs the game companies about Two pound maximum to make these. Yeah, so they got very. High so they have margin. a ridiculously large profit margin. Yeah. But yeah, that, I'd say that's pretty much all of it on uh, Cliff. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, now I'll go on to Beijing two thousand and eight, right. renowned for okay. being pretty much rubbish. Oh right. Scoring only three out of ten. Wow, yeah. on a game that, score. That's bad. Mainly due to its horrendous controls, where you have to literally mash buttons oh. to play. So it's almost as hard as the actual Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> Start there getting RSI and move about 10 feet. <laughs> well, it's one of them games that it's going to come out, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's it has to come out. Yeah. But it, easy way of making to. money because it's got the easy way. Of, yeah. It sounds like maybe they just... Sounds like, oh yeah, this is going to be a good they, game. They've but... given them a little budget and just pushed them aside yeah. just to make a little bit of a game and mm. it hasn't turned out very good. Yeah, another one of the complaints about this game was the um, tutorials, as they were difficult because you had to mash buttons, mm, even yeah. though you weren't only learning to play. So most people lost interest before yeah. they even got to the main game itself. I hate games like that, when they don't actually tell you what to do. <laughs> you have to figure most of it out yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. Yeah. But this could be quite interesting on the Wii, actually. Just come out the yeah, Wii. If, if they did release it on the Wii, it would be pretty good. But There's a lot of cheap games on the Wii that yeah. don't really use it controls that well yeah such such examples are usually just racing games but yeah but then again you also use the uh, motion sensors there but yeah the, the multiplayer is a bit naff as well as you have to uh take it in turns which makes no sense due to it being an olympic game yeah, where yeah, it's competitive that is, that is lame <laughs> it's like i mean how do you play turn-based table tennis yeah <laughs> I thought, is it all turn-based, turn is it? The whole... The whole, whole, pretty much the whole thing is table, table not table tennis, but turn-based. Turn-based, turn yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that, that sucks, to be honest. Yeah. I don't want to race 200 metres with Ash. 
and not and be able to do it at the same time. Yeah, that's it. Isn't that basically just playing a single uh, con- playing, console, playing. console version of Snakes and Ladders or something? Yeah. You may you may as well just take it in turns on a single player game that works better if yeah. you're going to play like that. Yeah. I mean, makes no sense. But on a brighter light, we're all uh, anticipating the release of Gears of War 2. Indeed we are. Which uh, is meant to be absolutely brilliant. It's anything like the first game, it will be. So yeah. I, I haven't played the first game. What, what, what's the general? What's it about? Uh, it's about um, a, couple, a group of soldiers, military group. Called Gears. Called Gears. Who go around basically trying to... Save the human population. There's it's only first one person, first person shooter. Isn't it? FPS. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's an. Well, no, it's not. It's, it's technically a third. You can, shooter. if you play multiplayer, I think you can go in first person. But I'm not too sure. No, you as can. I haven't played it I've, on multiplayer. I've so. played multiplayer quite a bit, and it's okay. the same control system. Okay. Well, obviously you can't. Then. So it's a third person shooter. But, um. Yeah. You. Uh, there's the, you're fighting this en- these enemies called the Locust as a collective yeah. game. But, um, basically, there's one like last human resistance area where the Locust haven't been able to reach quite. But basically, you have to go. You're basically going around to try and end the war between the Locust, the locust and, and the human. Okay. Uh, is that by killing all the Locusts? Yeah, basically, yeah. So it's just one surviving population of, of humans. humans. And the locusts are threatening to destroy that population. Yeah. And you have and to so try and fight back. The gear, fight. the gear, the group, mm-hmm. the military is just... So I take it you haven't finished that mission mm-hmm. in the Gears of War 1? Yes, I have. Well, oh, you, you, you have. finished Gears of you don't, War 1? You, don't, you finish the mission, you kind of half finish it. You where do, you do take a massive out, blow to the locusts, but you, you don't finish yeah. them off. I won't, te- won't say anything about the ending, because so if, for end. those who don't play... Haven't played it. Yeah, don't play. Yeah, don't ruin the game for anyone who hasn't played Gears of War. Yeah, for anyone who hasn't played Gears of War, it'll be a complete waste of time, really. Yeah. But um, yeah, Gears of War Two takes place six months after the ending. I'd have to say what it is, but the ending. Yeah. And uh, they've improved the lighting, so you can tell the difference between rocks and locusts. Because like you've got (laughs) very annoying. Yeah. (laughs) One level where it's completely dark. (laughs) Um. Yeah, they've upgraded the graphics. They were good anyway, but now you're just going to be able to see gore like better than you could before, which is very important. Which is obviously the best part of the game. Yeah, just going around chainsawing things. Uh, and on that point, there's they've implemented the ability to duel with chainsaws, which in a way makes no sense if you're being shot at from all angles and somebody runs at you with a chainsaw. You just shoot them. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> shoot them. You don't run in with a chainsaw and start. Trying so to you actually duel with like swords. It's literally you start like you kind of pushing against push against each other with the blades of the chainsaw, pressing the right buttons and stuff. I think I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, in the end, a sequence of buttons. And in the end, you either win or lose. The loser dies. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. getting hacked to pieces with a chainsaw, you're not likely to live. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds a bit random, right? <laughs> they just chuck that in. Yeah, the but video. they they have a minute long video on their site of showing a chainsaw duel, but they don't show the ending of it. Uh, right. <laughs> they just show what it looks like, uh, but they're not being shot at. So yeah, <laughs> most people can't do that. <laughs> They've got a long time to do it. Yeah, um, but on that note, I'd say that's pretty much all I have to say in the games corner this week. Now on to Will with the internet.
internet corner. Okay. David Hasselhoff's released his own social networking site. Who's David Hasselhoff? Well, he was a big TV star in the 80s. He did you know, stuff like Hasselhoff? Yeah, he did stuff like Baywatch and Knight Rider. He was in the SpongeBob movie. I'm sorry, I haven't watched that. Oh, no, you should be you did it so you can link people all around the world by using him as a link. So what's the site called? It's Hofspace. Hofspace. <laughs> right. Bit of a mickey take of MySpace now. Yeah, and isn't yeah, isn't that a rip off of other sites? Why wouldn't you just use other sites? Well, I don't know how serious it is. Yeah, it, it sounds sound a lot like it's not taking itself too seriously. I don't think so. No. Well, also coming new to the internet today is a thing called captures, which is an anti-spam tool used for registration of websites, which. I'm sure you all have seen the original version of it, which is um, where they get a word in a very slightly difficult to understand font, where you just have to type in what it says, so they can prevent all kinds oh, of things. I hate it. that much. I always, get, I always get it wrong about three times before I get it right wrong. Yeah, it's mm. often just random letters or numbers. Yeah, and you just but type it into register. Good, good that there's also now um, a reload button, so you can have yeah, a different if word. One you yeah, can't, if there's one you can't read. Thank God for the reload button. Well, they're releasing a new version of it, and it's tweaked so that it can be used to decipher old books and newspapers from quite a long time ago. Oh, right. How does that work? Well, basically, it just looks at the words and reads them off a database to try and figure out what's being said. So, basically, there's this machine that's scanning old books and texts, and if it doesn't understand some old handwriting, for example, it will load it up and use it as one of the words in the new um, security system. Then, when a certain number of people have used it, it'll know what that word is by what people have typed, and it can decipher. Well, it helps to decipher around 160 books every day. Wow, that's quite a lot. It's all reading historic books, then. <laughs> yeah, but then surely, if they do not know what the word is, so they're trying to get people to decipher it. A capacha is a security, is security, isn't it? So yeah. If they don't know what the word is, how do they know if you've got it right? And therefore, how can you get into the site? Database. Database. Yeah, but they're only doing it because they're trying to decipher the word. And if they can't, if they don't know the word in the first place, how are they going to know if you've got it right? Well, this is also a point, but yes, it fits. They must have some way of getting around it, otherwise they wouldn't have used the system. I don't know whether maybe they put it in with a generated word as well. Maybe. Yeah. They usually do have two words. Maybe they'll give you two them. words. It's a good point. So as long as you get the randomly generated word right yeah, as well. They, they oh, and then they'll they maybe, they just, maybe they just trust that you're going to really think what the other one is. But then surely you could, if they trust you, you could they're just assuming that you're not going to try and make a fake account for something. Well, I think the main thing it protects against is computers going and making their own accounts. Yeah, bots. Yeah, bots. But yeah. then if a bot can just put in anything and get in, it's again... Yeah, but it can't know. generate what the other word will be. Because they're yeah. always in pairs. Ah, okay. so it won't be able to tell what the other word will be. Maybe that's what they do. I don't yeah. know how they get around it. So, it's a new technology. Yeah. Anyway, that's, the, that's it for the internet corner. Going over to Rob, the film's corner. Film Corner. This week in Film Corner, we're going to be talking about Tropic Thunder, 
This is a film directed by Ben Stiller. It has many big, big name actors within it. Yeah, like here. Uh, we've got Jack Black, uh, Ben Stiller, and, and and many more. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about these uh, it's about these actual actors creating a movie. Then they get dropped off in some country, and the actual movie is about war. Right. But they actually then get caught up within a war and actually play the characters that they were supposed to be portraying in the okay. movie. Yeah, there's been a few protests about the film actually in in the US, is about the word of the use of the word retard. It was used in one scene, and it humoured mentally disabled. Right. So you're actually using the word to be, you know, offensive and funny. Yeah, there's been been real big protests about that. Yeah. 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 This film's coming out on the 19th of September. Yeah, 2008, obviously. Yeah, in the UK that is, and uh, yeah, it it looks to be quite uh, funny, you know, good action comedy. Yeah, you know, obviously there are some protests, so you know, it's probably going to be uh, at least a fifteen. I'd have thought. Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe a little yeah. bit controversial as well. I'd have thought so. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Isn't there? So I read something about as one of the actors in the film. They went through a special. Uh, he's, their stories about they went through special transformations to turn into a different skin colour from white to black yeah and that's going to be a real controversial thing yeah it's another controversial part within the film yeah yeah so so all in all it's probably going to be funny because you know the humour's going to come from the controversiality of it yeah it's going to be a hit because it's got Ben Stiller in it yeah and it's also yeah. and Jack Black yeah you know that's weird yeah, another new film is Star Wars: The Clone Wars. This film's had pretty bad reviews, so in, in all honesty, it's just it's not gone well down well at all. I don't think it looks very good at all. No, it's it's just puts a real downer on the rest of the Star Wars movies, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Wrong, but isn't it based on a series that was released a couple of years ago? Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah. Oh right, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the actual film though, the actual it, it's really bad quality apparently. Yeah. Well, I don't think they made a wise move doing 3D animation. Nah, 3D's just, it didn't work for it, did it? Yeah. They, they've gone to try and make it too much for kids. Yeah. Whereas the actual Star, original Star Wars trilogies were aimed, obviously, not so much for kids. They yeah. were aimed at the, uh, for a more mature audience. And yeah. it's, well, surely it's, their fans aren't kids, aren't they? I mean, I'm a fan of Star Wars. I mean, I don't know if any of you, you are. You're a fan of Star Wars, aren't you? Well, I'm not. I don't class myself as a kid. I don't even like this film, so no. it's lost me. It's like lost my interest in stuff. It's become really. yeah. It's become a bit too simple. Yeah, I mean, it's got all the lightsabers in it and everything. But I mean, it ha- hasn't. Yeah, lightsabers hasn't, don't make Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. No, it hasn't really worked upon the storylines. No. Has it? Yeah. Well, that's it for that one. I think we'll move on now. So, uh, the uh, third and final film for this week is Disaster Movie. This is pretty much a mick take of a lot of uh, a lot of stars, be it in the in the film industry or music industry, and a lot yeah. of other films as well. It's obviously it's a comedy, being a mick take. Yeah, is it going along the same lines as Epic Movie and Scary Movie? Then I would have same, thought so. Same, yeah. direct, same directors. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not sure if I like them first. Some of them are reasonable. They're good for a little laugh. Yeah. There's no real story to them. No, it's, 
Yeah, it's it's kind it's just cheap mock of all the blockbusters. Meat Spartans is okay. Yeah, okay. Meat that, that kind of an overall an overall theme. Mm. The overall taking Mick out of three hundred, whereas yeah. epic movies are just kind of mishmash of just mm. random sketches. Yeah, just, it's just random sketches using people from literally from blockbusters. Yeah, it's almost as if yeah. they can't make their own and story, so they just. Yeah, they just make, make, they make literally just chucked in a load of actors and yeah. stars, chucked in a load of natural disasters and, and catastrophic events. Yeah. Well, I swear these movies come out like three a year, don't they? Yeah. I swear they got a real low budget or something because they just seem to be yeah. churning them out. But I mean, the thing is, you've just you've seen it all before. So whereas the clips may be funny, because you've seen them all before so much, it yeah. just takes away the humour from it. It's yeah. Well, I mean, that film's coming out on the 5th of September, but to be honest, I don't think I'll be watching it. No. Well, it's in September. If you want to watch a proper comedy, I'll say go and watch that um, one you just said about Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I mean, that just that looks a lot better that sounds film a, a to begin better with. Com- you know. A better comedy than that. Yeah. And that's uh, it for the Films Corner this week. So over to Ashley. He's going to talk about the emails. <laughs> Okay, this is the part of the show where we read out any emails we've got. Obviously, we haven't got any emails yet because it's our first episode. Um, just email us with any questions or comments to fourcornerstv at googlemail.com and we'll happily read them out and answer them on the podcast. So, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. Bye.